0: Back to Love at First Screening, the show where I, rom-com enthusiast Emma, introduce my friend, co-host, and resident genre skeptic, Chelsea.
1: That's me. To all the feel-good. Cliche. Romantic. Questionable. Hilarious. Occasionally humorous. Films she's never wanted to watch. Emma, I just, I don't often acknowledge how great of a co-host you are.
2: That's okay. And so,
1: I just... No, it's really not. I feel like I just want to tell you that I love that you're always on time. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, mm-hmm. punctuality is really professional, so yes. that's really great to have. Yeah, it's really great to have in a co-host, and just on a personal level, I love that like you cut your sandwiches on a diagonal. You well, know, I'm not a
0: monster. You know.
1: exactly. So I, it's just I just really value you, and yeah. I. I know we don't often acknowledge that on the podcast, but I just feel like better late. You know, we're this is the 12th episode of our season two, and I just, you know, I couldn't do it without you. So I just wanted to take the moment to appreciate you.
0: Yeah, I just so appreciate you. I can't say what a pleasure it's been, all these episodes, to just work exclusively with you and I. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, how's your how's your how's your week been? What have you been up to recently? Uh, not
0: bad, not bad. I've been taking singing lessons lately, Try oh. and uh, you know, work up the old voice into something a little bit better. Um, recently, my singing teacher told me that she was doing a trial lesson, and at the end of the lesson, oh, and then I forgot this part: the woman was drunk the whole lesson. She came, she scheduled the lesson, trial lesson, thirty minutes. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out, but she was drunk. And then at the conclusion of the lesson, she tried to steal my singing lesson teacher's phone. Just slipped it in her pocket and then walked out the door. And she had to yell and say, oh, no, that's my phone. She did not return for a second lesson.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's like she was Ursula trying Mm -hmm, to steal mm -hmm. your music teacher's voice. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a great, actually, metaphor for the situation a drunker something. That's wild.
1: Yeah. That's people are wild, you know.
0: All kinds of people out there.
1: You know who else is wild? Our guest today. <gasps> uh very very first time guest. Mm-hmm. Uh we're so excited to have her on the pod. Our friend and great funny individual that I think the people are really going to love. Uh Madison Hill. Welcome Madison.
2: Oh my gosh. Hi, y'all. Please excuse my voice. I've recently taken up a habit of smoking a pack a day and snorting pollen off the hood of my car. But with that, I just want to say I've been listening to y'all for so long. This is such an honor. Uh, I know that it was a little creepy that I showed up at both of your houses. Uh, you weren't quite sure how I got the addresses, but I do really appreciate you letting me join this after I drove all the way and brought you a really really weird fruit basket. So I hoped you guys enjoyed the exclusive papaya that I got for you that I painted with gold foil. It was, it was a thoughtful touch, memorable
1: for mm-hmm. sure, for sure um certainly unorthodox certainly over the top perhaps a little unhinged but you know no
2: judgment no judgment um
0: we we definitely didn't invite you on the podcast out of fear it was Mm -mm. it's a genuine yeah
2: i only threatened to kidnap your pets i wasn't actually Mm -hmm. gonna do it Mm -hmm. so yeah sure
0: sure it's just like a joke yeah
1: madison you're you're also a podcaster aren't you you have a podcast
2: Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like a small podcast, uh, I did it, well, I started it a few years back, it's called Let's Talk Death, and Mm -hmm. it's about, uh, in obituaries, historically people have been excluded, uh, from having obituaries published for various reasons, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I just did a little, like, four-parter on, uh, SoundCloud, along with my rap career on there, Mm -hmm. uh, But yeah, so if you want to learn more about who has obituaries and who doesn't, you can uh, find that there.
0: No, it's It's just about an hour and a half of her reading obituaries.
2: Yeah, 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 I wrote my own for it, too. Mm -hmm. It was really touching. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I took a public speaking class
1: once and an assignment was to write our own obituary. Um, But obviously, you can't write it from your perspective, because in this exercise, you're dead. So I wrote it from the perspective of my dog, Barcelona. Interesting. And then I read it for the whole class. Kind of a morbid exercise. But you know, maybe (laughs) somebody in your profession, Madison,
2: would would appreciate the creativity. Yeah, for sure. I think that's great. Uh, It'd be a lot more lighthearted. So I think that would be wonderful. I think more dogs should write obituaries. Well, I mean, like, I don't think we often
1: acknowledge the grief that animals must feel when, you know, their beloved humans are no longer around.
2: It's true. It's true. And I will say that I just finished up a book uh, where the main character deals with uh, a complex grief disorder, a complex bereavement uh disorder after the sudden and tragic death of her fiance it's a great book it's called the happily ever after playlist by abby jimenez i highly recommend it it's not as sad as it sounds but yeah so i feel like that could happen for dogs too i feel like sarah mclaughlin should be playing in the background mm-hmm. right now
0: that's what i was thinking about
1: well you know madison speaking of unorthodox uh unhinged Yeah. Uh, excellent Emma, transition. what movie did we watch this week
0: This week, we watched a perhaps cult classic from uh, 2017-2015, I believe, called Mr. Right. Uh, You may have heard of Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell, which are our leading man and lady. And I uh, I composed a quick little uh, summary, one-sentence summary, for our listeners today. Here we go. A neurotic young woman with aspirations of being a dinosaur falls in love with a Robin Hood-style hitman during his journey towards redemption.
2: I also wanted to be a dinosaur as a child.
0: I think we all did, deep down. Yeah. What kind of dinosaur? I don't know dinosaur? why you wouldn't.
2: What kind of dinosaur? That's my
0: natural next question.
2: <sighs> well... I thought about being like a plesiosaur, but then I also thought that it'd be really cool to be like a mastodon. Mm. And I had a lot of night terrors as a child about sharks. Like I would just scream in my sleep. Me. About sharks. Me too. Really? And velociraptors? No, just sharks. Okay, that's fine. That's so crazy. Yeah, my dad almost got a concussion because of that one time. Because I started shrieking in my sleep. He came running. His shoulder hit a bookcase. A shelf on top of the bookcase fell down and just hit him square in the head. He's fine. But yeah, no, crazy that we both had night terrors about sharks. I'm really feeling this connection. No, I mean,
0: to this day, I have night terrors about sharks.
2: Oh my god, that's so uh, that's, cool. That's
0: my most deep-seated fear. Um, if we're going to get into that, uh, yeah, yep,
2: yeah. So I felt like maybe if I could be a prehistoric shark, then maybe I could conquer my fear. You wouldn't
0: have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I mean, megalodon. I feel like is the natural first choice. If you're oh, going yeah. to be, yeah.
2: I think I called it a mastodon and I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, megalodon. it's okay. it's been years since I've, you know, been a dinosaur kid. I, mm-hmm. I felt like as an adult, I had to push away my childhood ambitions, no much like Anna that. Kendrick in this yep. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like this film, let me re embrace that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I think as she reconnects with her inner dinosaur towards the conclusion, I think you need to reconnect with your inner dinosaur by the end of this uh, conversation.
2: I'm gonna do that. This feels like therapy. Are mm-hmm. are you guys charging me by the hour, or no? But that'd for... be a
1: great yeah, I mean, money making. You have
0: a extra... format
1: charge charge the guest for for therapy, which yeah. we're not qualified to give. Absolutely, uh, not. as we talk about rom coms, no you know? legal
0: ramifications, please.
1: I always wanted to be a triceratops. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, I loved *The Land Before Time* and Ducky was just adorable. Less adorable, but more on the side of crime as this movie entails. Is that unfortunately? (laughs) And I feel terrible, but I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know if you guys knew this, but that uh, little girl that voiced Ducky was murdered by her father. Oh my god! The actress and I
0: wasn't going to bring it up,
2: but oh well.
1: You know, somebody has to be inappropriate.
2: Uh, uh, of of these two co-hosts, mm-hmm. so I think now I'm gonna charge you for therapy because I just <laughs> learned this. You had
0: to know that, yeah. You know.
2: That's so
1: sad. Yeah, sorry. I I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I'm just so I just I'm, I feel very uncomfortable that having brought that up. Maybe we'll cut that. I don't know. Emma, are you <laughs> editing this episode? Am I editing the episode? I
0: am very proficient at editing, so I, I can <laughs> do it. <laughs>
1: All right, all jesting aside, and in case this is anyone's first episode, Emma is not actually uh, my co-host. Madison is. She's not actually a guest. But unlike most episodes where Madison is the expert having seen the films and I am the non-expert having never seen it, or if we have a guest, then I've seen the movie, but the guest hasn't, we have a very interesting situation in that this is one of Emma's favorite movies. She mentioned it in the other episode she was in last season, and we decided it was would be a lot of fun to do with her, but Madison has never seen the movie. So we decided it would be great for Emma to come on and, and be our expert, guiding us through this episode, walking us
2: through this Oddball of a movie,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
2: She's the Virgil to our Dante, leading us through.
0: Come across the river. Let's
2: do this. Yeah.
1: yeah. I honestly, I'm so shocked that we didn't laugh through
2: any of that. I muted myself. Incred- <laughs> I was, I was laughing. I muted myself. Incredible.
0: I, I somehow kept it together.
2: Um, yeah, you you did. Yeah. I'm impressed, Emma. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to play cards with her. She mm-hmm. she would kick my ass. I'm
0: pretty good at cards. I have a very competitive streak only with cards. Nothing else in life matters except for cards.
1: You have you been to Vegas, Atlantic City? No, it, I
0: don't think I can handle it. <laughs> We're prolific gamblers in my family. I don't we don't go to we don't go to gambling houses cuz we can't take
1: it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's All awesome. Right. Well, to give a more in-depth description yes, of this do, movie for do. For folks that chose not to watch it, which I think was a mistake, yeah. Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell star in Mr. Right. Anna Kendrick, after her boyfriend comes home with a woman and cheats on her, she decides to break up with him. She ends up at her best friend's house where she's in a kind of deranged, drunken haze, throwing fits, very upset, trying to get over her broken heart. And in that process runs into Sam Rockwell, a.k.a. Francis, although he hates his first name and he will punch people over it, who is a ex-CIA agent turned mercenary turned hitman with a very weird moral code in that he will kill the people who hire him because, and I quote, murder is wrong. Also, we have Hopper, who is Francis's former partner, who is currently disguised as an FBI agent in order to help find Francis and kill him or bring him back to the mercenary side of things, basically beat him back into a regular gun for hire. And in the process of this, Sam Rockwell meets Anna Kendrick and they start developing a relationship. Meanwhile, he's been killing people. There's also a mobster uh, who is trying to hire Francis because, uh, or frame his brother for hiring Francis, because he's trying to kill his brother without leaving a trace. But unfortunately, that plot is foiled because the brother sends a middleman in his place who gets killed instead. And so all of these plots kind of converge When Martha, Anna Kendrick's character, finds out that Sam Rockwell, a.k.a. Francis, is actually a hitman, she freaks out, though not quite as much as I think a a different person. Most other people would probably freak out. After a very brief momentary break from their relationship, she decides that she loves him and fuck it. And as they're trying to make an escape from Hopper in her apartment, the mobsters, henchmen all come and crowd the apartment complex. There's a shootout uh, during which Martha gets kidnapped. And so Francis is going to go rescue her. He ends up becoming buddy-buddy with the henchman, Steve. They share some gummy bears. And... Everyone basically dies, Martha kills a couple of people, and then they take up a life of going to see dinosaurs around the world and occasionally killing people that get in their way. And that's the movie. It is a story that tries to combine romantic comedy with action thriller, and depending on who you ask, because let me tell you, the critics were quite divided on this film, it is either successful or completely imbalanced and immoral and does little to, I guess, dissuade people from murder. Although I think that's kind of a kind of a given, like the only people that are going to walk away from this going, yeah, and murder's no big deal are the people that already thought that. But, you know, yeah. some critics seemed quite concerned. I don't uh, think you otherwise.
0: come at this movie from a moral standpoint of. Uh, oh, no. Where do we land on murder? I think you're just here for a good time.
1: That That's what I think, too. But I read some of those reviews and I was like, mm, I think people are taking this a little too a little literally. Too seriously. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Madison had not seen this movie before. So I guess Emma and I can Emma, you know, as my guest host, why don't you go ahead and guess whether or not Madison liked this movie? Mm.
0: Yes.
2: I think that you like
0: Anna Kendrick and I think you like Sam Rockwell. And I think you like dry humor,
2: so. I am neutral towards Anna Kendrick. Mm. Uh, I'm fine with Sam Rockwell. And I really loved the humor in this movie a lot. Because it was just so... (laughs) It was just so silly. My favorite part is that at no time did Sam Rockwell's character ever lie to Anna Kendrick's character. Not one time did he lie to her about what he did for a living, uh, what he was going and doing when he was, like, running off to do something crazy. Like, he was completely honest with her the whole time. And for the first half of the movie, she thought it was just, like, a silly joke. But but also, (laughs) how dark is your humor to think that this, like, ongoing joke with someone you've only known for a few days is anything less than like either really weird humor or genuine I don't know. I thought it was so weird but also so good. And I watched it in like this excellent uh cough med stupor which made it somehow even better.
0: A little dreamy like a, yeah. Like a haze, yeah.
2: Exactly. So I I liked this movie. I was like, how have I never seen this before? I told my dad that we were watching it because he likes to know sometimes what movies we're watching. And he goes, I've been asking you to watch that for months. I love that movie. So it also is great for dads. And we're always looking for dad movies on this podcast. Yeah. Obviously, that's our number one uh, quest mm-hmm. is to
1: find dad movies within yeah. the rom-com genre. Dad rom coms. Dad, you
2: know. dad rom coms, as you could say.
1: Overall, great movie. Yeah, I, uh, the just absurd humor in this. But here's the thing, and this is where I think I got frustrated reading some of those reviews. And I don't always read reviews, but with a movie like this, I think I also read reviews for. Uh, Lady of the Manor that we watched earlier this season because it was such a random movie that I, like, honestly caught me by surprise and I was laughing a lot through. But I went, I don't feel like this movie would go over well with some people. And I was absolutely right. And it had similar scores to this. I think this movie is slightly more approachable than Lady of the Manor. But Mm. regardless, I knew that the, the reviews would be quite mixed. However, unlike that movie, when I read reviews here... It seemed that people either liked it or they thought it was completely irresponsible and tonally off. So, at least I will respect that they didn't like say it was good but give it a bad rating, which is what people did for the other movie. However, I disagree with with the critics. I think this works really well, and I think the reason it works well is because it wasn't just the situation, it was the the characters. So in a different scenario where Anna Kendrick's character was more uh, balanced, I'll say, (laughs) and less unhinged already, I think that it would not make sense for a woman to just decide to be with this hitman, but they establish very early on that she's, she's just kind of a mess and you know i think he he tells her she has a confidence thing i think she's confidently herself and i'm not saying that being confidently yourself is a bad thing i think with her um she's like a lot yeah <laughs> and she's um i don't want to call her crazy um cuz i don't like using that word but i would definitely say there's it's unhinged and he's like an unorthodox hitman like, you know, he's got this weird moral compass. And so I think because you they established very early on that she's kind of an oddball and that she is willing to be silly to the extreme and she's already a little bit violent, I think all of that made me not even question the fact that she you know, went with him. But at the same time, they do acknowledge that for her to like in the knife throwing scene, she gets upset that he, you know, dropped the knife. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, but then she catches the knife like five seconds later and then she's like, oh, that's really cool. And then they're fine when she finds out he's a hitman because she sees him murder a guy on the bridge during a a deal thing. She's like, oh my God. But she also sits in silence, lets him drive her home and then just gets out like, we're gonna take a break. Like, that's not what we're gonna do. So anyway, I think th- I think this movie is a lot of fun. I think it's silly. I think it's absurd. And I think for, for those reasons and because of the characters, I don't find myself going, this is completely unrealistic. Of course, it's fucking not realistic. It's ridiculous. But by that same token, I also think that in a lot of ac- uh, action movies where the main character is a hitman, typically you're rooting for the hitman. You know what I mean? And I think the only reason that people might feel slightly uncomfortable with this one is because we've made it a comedy where we're making light of these things. But I think the whole situation is completely absurd. And also everyone he's killing is a bad person. The giant violent scenes are with all these like professional hitman mercenaries or mobsters. So it's not like he's, you know, killing, I don't know, girls with pigtails on the playground. Like, you know, like (laughs) we were not making light of that. Like I think, you know, these are the same kinds of people that would be killed in a more serious dramatic thriller. So yeah, those are my those are my thoughts, my initial thoughts on this movie. I think it's I think it's great.
2: And I will I will say that I have a shirt that I stole Uh, And it was rightfully stolen. I'll tell you why in a second. That it's some kind of like armed forces military shirt that I stole from somebody. And it says, we kill people who kill people because killing people is wrong or bad or something like that. So, I mean, that's, that's like a running joke with military folk as well. But I stole the shirt because I was over at a... I was friends with this couple and, uh, we would like hang out on the weekends with another couple and a few more of their friends. It'd just be like a group of us and we'd play beer pong and get wasted and that sort of thing. That was my binge drinking days. Uh, <laughs> it lasted like three months, guys. Uh, but I had officiated their wedding and, The night that I was over there that I stole that shirt, I realized that I forgot to bring like a pajama shirt with me to spend the night. And so I asked the husband of that couple if I could steal one of his shirts because he was a bigger guy. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he hands me this shirt. And it's like super soft. I'm like, oh my God, what a great shirt. And that night, I find out along with his wife that he cheated on her. On a guy's trip. And then proceed- he proceeded to send flowers to the chick that he cheated on her with. So I was like, you don't get this shirt back. It's too soft and you don't deserve comfort. So that's a funny Vigilante insight.
1: justice.
2: Exactly. Finest. And that's at the heart of this movie is vigilante justice. Although in that situation, he was the clown. But um,
1: oh I yeah, because he that. does all of this with a town. Oh no, go ahead, Emma. No, I was doing I was
0: doing the thing. You did it, but um, I was We had the oh. same thought
1: at the same time. <laughs> Maybe we should be co-hosts. I keep trying to get rid of her, so
2: <laughs> honestly, me too. I'm over here trying to die of consumption, mm. <laughs> and I'm still on the pod. <laughs> what a
1: way to go! Yeah, I know. Right before we started recording, she she sent me a photo of a sandwich cut down the middle. And she was like, it's genetic because apparently it was her mother's sandwich or
2: something. It was my mom's sandwich. But I went, it? it's really, it's really. In the
0: middle? I don't
2: know. It was a longer sandwich. It <laughs> like was made Deb on sourdough. From Hold Napoleon on, no.
0: Dynamite. Do you just go like full? F- I just don't know how you eat it. I just don't nope, get it. No,
1: nope. I was like, bold of you to send this to me right before we're basically doing a test run of a different host
0: yeah that doesn't it's wrong i okay it's wrong on that shape of bread i feel like it's more forgivable on a classic See? square absolutely do diagonal but on a more circular piece of bread it still grows, but <laughs> more understandable is that no. sourdough
2: Thank you, Emma. Is it sour? I feel really heard and really seen in this what, moment, what and it of, sounds like I'm tearing up. But it was sourdough. It's okay. It was sourdough. Yeah. God, it still should be good, diagonal, though. Madison. It was a grilled cheese mm. with Swiss. I don't, don't like Swiss awesome. cheese, but I prefer mine with provolone. Fair
1: enough.
0: I like a multi cheese blend, but you know, I'll yeah. have
2: to oh. each their own. Oh wow, do you like? Do you buy pre-shredded cheese? Are you a pre-shredded cheese person? Depends on the day. Oh.
0: Sometimes I'm lazy and I get the pre-shred.
1: But yeah. We all know okay. it's worth
0: shredding your own. For yeah, me. that's
1: not a secret, Madison. Yeah. Everybody knows it's better yeah. to shred your own cheese. But well, sometimes saying, you're like, who has the fucking time? I don't time. I just want to, you know. And
0: now I have I just to go. put it back in a bag? And next time yeah. I want more cheese, I'm gonna have to shred again, and I have to wash. Something yeah, because else. you
1: can't you can't pre shred your own cheese; it clumps. Yeah, you know, so you have to shred it every time, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. So you ever tried
0: to I shred this... mozzarella? Oh, that's parmesan. Hard. Come on,
2: nobody has time for uh, that. Parmesan's not hard.
0: Oh, really? A hard
2: cheese yeah. is a hard cheese. cheese like, parmesan is really okay,
0: are a I'm lot just, easier to shred. I'm just incredibly lazy in that case.
2: Soft <laughs> cheeses
1: are. A lot harder to shred, especially mozzarella like a mozzarella. It's
0: just
1: oh, a lot it's going so on. it's so
2: damp. It's
0: just a wet ball.
2: Oh, you yeah. know, I'm just not a huge <laughs> fan of wet balls. I guess, uh, <laughs> Christ. Uh, but no, I actually I shredded some parmesan earlier this week before I uh, came down with consumption, mm-hmm. like a dying Victorian child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made dinner and i made a spinach dip pasta because i had a dream about it sounds delightful it was delicious 10 out of 10 would recommend that i could send you the recipe but i measured most of it with my heart
0: i like to measure pasta recipes with my heart as well
1: i like cooking versus baking because i can just do everything with my heart and Mm -hmm. it turns out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah like, sometimes I have a recipe pulled up for things I haven't made before, more just as like, it's like, you know, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, when uh, Elizabeth Swan is like, uh, parley, you can't hurt me. And Barbosa's is like, the thing about the pirate code is it's more like guidelines than
2: actual rules. That's how I view recipes. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to scan it one time and then I'm going to move on with my life.
2: See, I, when it comes to baking, everyone's like, baking's a science. I like to treat it more like alchemy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a blending of science, but also magic. Yeah.
0: I want my recipes to turn out a little bit different every time because I don't have any consistency in my life.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Do we do we have other thoughts about, about this
2: movie? Um We just had a 20-minute conversation about (laughs)
1: cheese. About
0: recipes and cheese and baking.
2: With this movie, I liked that Sam Rockwell uh, fit the bill of someone who felt kind of unconventional in his role as well. I thought the casting in this movie was oddly perfect. But I want to talk most about my man Steve. Mm. Oh my god, I was hoping you'd
0: bring up Steve.
2: What a character. I steve is someone you you would bring home for thanksgiving Mm -hmm. i would steve's the type of guy who would oh yeah hell i would too (laughs) uh steve's the type of guy who you'd come home and he'd be like hey i noticed your car needed an oil change so i hotwired a new car for you (laughs) exactly and i switched the plates And chaotic
1: good. You know what I mean? Good. Like, yeah.
2: would commit crimes to make your day easier. But
0: for love, yeah. <laughs> yeah Which
2: yeah, yeah. I I think is great. You know what that has? That has, like, the best mix of cat person and dog person energy mm-hmm. in one body. He was a good looking dude. He was a great dude. And his, his allegiance was to his heart. Yes. At the end of the day, I mean, from the get go, when and when they're
1: storming the apartment complex, the whole time we've seen Sam Rockwell like do these dance moves as he's like fighting people, which is honestly so fun. Uh, yes. But we see Steve do it like immediately, like he's like, I see the vibe, and I'm gonna participate because, like Anna Kendrick says about his clown nose, it's like everybody's having a good time, you know? Yeah. And Steve was. Steve was there to have a great time. Yeah. And he did.
0: Just because you're, you know, leading a life of crime to make some extra money on the weekends doesn't mean you have to be in a bad mood about it, you know?
1: No,
2: you can have fun no. with it. I mean, just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I just, I felt like I honestly could live for a spinoff of just Steve.
0: What's he up to, you know?
2: I don't. I want uh, him to find he's, love.
1: He's spending that five million dollars because
0: mm-hmm.
1: he uh, he killed Hopper. He did. And yeah, there's a bounty on his head for five million.
0: And what a beautiful moment in the movie! I think we were all rooting for Steve, and he got you know he got his just what he deserved,
1: which was the exactly.
2: Best. I'm so proud of him. Mm-hmm. Kind-hearted man shares his
1: gummy bears. Yeah. Honestly, And no. save some yeah. for
2: him, too. Like, it's not just that, like, in that moment, he shared them with him. No. He kept him in mind. Knew his favorite ones. And saved some of them. You know, thoughtfulness.
0: That's what we're all looking for, is just thoughtfulness. So.
2: Exactly. It's that, you know, it's the basis of, like, the gift-giving love language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't, it? it isn't placed on, like, uh, spending money. It's, Giving someone something that you know they will value. It doesn't have to be something expensive or big or anything. It's just something that you know will brighten their day. So you picked it up for them. And that, that's Steve. That's Steve. God. Steve, honestly,
1: what a great, what a great side character. You know what I mean?
2: And he looked out for his homie after he almost got blown up with a grenade and he was all shaken up about it. Who stayed there with him? After our main guy had to go? Steve. Steve. Steve.
0: What a guy. Yeah, I mean, we We could could all use a pal like Steve. We could just discuss the general camaraderie between every uh, bad man. Even Hopper and uh, Stan Rockwell's character have some fun banter, despite their um, obvious tension.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, kind of steamy tension between Mm -hmm. them, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Hopper definitely comes across as, like, A spurned lover, yeah, in a in a way, uh, which I like,
0: combined with a father figure, in another weird way, Mm. so multi dimensional there.
1: Yeah, like you know what's so strange is like there's not a whole lot of history disclosed about the two of them, and yet they the connection just felt like it was just there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get little bits, but it it's not, it's certainly, it's delivered in a very piecemeal fashion. You get bits and pieces of it at different times and you sort of have to like put it together. But at the same time, I felt like you just instantly connect, like you knew the connection between the two of them. And it just felt like a lot of history. And this is also another movie. This is like a tight, this was 93 minutes. This was a tight movie. Mm -hmm. There is not any seconds wasted. And yet I understand. I understand the hurt. I understand the complexity of that relationship. Even if I don't have all the details, like I feel it. So kudos. And also kudos to all of the performances in this movie. I know that some people, my sister, don't like Anna Kendrick at all (laughs) and didn't like this movie because. You know Anna Kendrick, but that being said, I think I think these are all stellar performances by all of these uh, actors.
2: I will say that I thought that Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell had good chemistry together I agree. and they weren't even the pairing that had the best chemistry in the film i feel yeah. like sam rockwell's character and steve and mm-hmm. sam rockwell's character whose name i never learned and i never will don't try to tell me it now it doesn't matter anymore well he doesn't want you to know what it is so. oh that's right that's it's i remember that's this why now. you don't know it for more than half the movie that's <laughs> true okay okay but his character and Hopper, I feel like their chemistry had like this really cool dynamic energy to it that was just so instantaneous. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think the question we need to explore so good. is: Does Sam Rockwell just have good chemistry with everybody?
2: I think so. Yeah. Although this isn't my favorite Anna Kendrick film. What is? So glad you asked. Uh, it's Rapture Palooza. If you've ever seen that, never heard of it. I'm so glad. It's a, a spoof like apocalypse movie where everyone like the rapture occurs, and she and her boyfriend are left on Earth with the rest of their family, with the exception of her mom, who gets raptured and is so in, such a Karen in the line to heaven that she's sent back down to Earth. And the guy who plays the warehouse worker in the office, I can't Darryl. remember his name. Yes, Daryl. Yeah. The guy who plays Daryl, he is the Antichrist. Oh.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And so he decides that he's going to take Anna Kendrick as his Antichrist wife. Okay. And yeah, it's it's hilarious. Interesting.
0: I think I have to go back to the classic, Pitch Perfect.
2: That's a good
1: runner-up. Mm-hmm. I liked the first one, but I didn't like the second one, one, and I didn't even go see the third one.
2: There was fresh. a third one?
1: Apparent- I was yeah. as shocked as you are, yeah. Madison, when I found oh. out because mm-hmm. I thought the second one was terrible, and so yeah. I was like, why would they have made a third one? Yeah. I personally like Sam Rockwell with Kira Knightley. Have you guys seen Laggies?
0: Still have not.
1: No, Ma- Emma. Emma, I'm so disappointed. I've been telling you to watch this movie since you told me to ro- watch Mr. Wright the first time. It Doesn't time. <laughs> make any
0: sense because I I love watched all Mr. Wright
1: the and then I was like, Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell. You have to watch Laggies. Is it
0: still on Netflix?
1: Uh, no, but I ha- I have, I own window, the movie okay. on Vudu, so I can give you my password okay, login excellent. so you can because watch it. it.
0: I, I've, to- I've told you this a million times. I love Sam Rockwell. I love Kira Knightley. What am I? What am I missing?
1: I don't know. You know, and it's it's a very interesting because Kira Knightley is like known for period pieces. Only. This is like a contemporary film, and she's also American in this movie.
0: That's so disorienting.
1: It it's 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 odd, but I, I love the movie. Uh Chloe Grace Moretz, is that her mm-hmm. name? I think she's so. in it. She plays Sam Rockwell's daughter. It's basically like Kira Knightley is post-grad school, but like In, I think, psychology and basically she's grown up with this same group of friends. They've been friends since high school and they're all following like that, you know, get married, have a baby trajectory and they've become very like straight laced. And she's kind of floundering like she she's kind of stuck because, you know, her friends are all moving on a very specific way and she doesn't necessarily want to move on that way. And then she meets Chloe Grace Moretz in a parking lot. And they ask her to buy them alcohol because they're teenagers. Mm. And then she ends up forming this very strange friendship with her. And then gets they get caught by the dad, Sam Rockwell. And then he decides that, like, it's fine. And anyway, I I'm not want to spoil it, but I, I think it's a great movie. And it's I really like it. And I think you'd like it, Emma. I've told you to watch it. I don't know how many that, times. That
0: plot? I've never heard that plot summary, and I I'm even more intrigued now.
1: Yeah. So I feel like if you've ever felt like you don't know what you're doing with your life, I feel like this oh, is a good movie. You mean every day? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like like an intense relation yeah. with this movie. Yeah. And like none of the characters are perfect, which I also really like. Like no, they all have flaws. That. Yeah. So anyway, really great. Ten out of ten would recommend. So we've we've just recommended two two movies two, so with Clark. with these main main actors in it. Three, if so. you count
0: Pitch Perfect, not only the first I, one, obviously.
1: I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch Perfect.
0: <laughs> if you haven't seen it by I now, think, you've missed. I your know. Window. Just don't watch it.
2: <laughs> it had its time.
0: Yeah, yeah. The whole world got super into acapella after that, but I think it's good that we've we've moved past that. It's for the best.
2: I almost joined an a cappella group. I got to the second round and then they cut me because it turns out I'm shit at harmony.
0: Harmony's hard.
1: It is. Oh, you want to know a story about harmony? So I was in chorus. I was in two different chorus classes in high school. I was in regular chorus and then I was in vocal ensemble, which was like advanced chorus, which I don't really understand. I think you had to be like recommended by the teacher. I don't think you could just join the class. So anyway, I was in both of these classes my senior year. In addition to a musical theater class. So I was just in this one room basically half the day. But anyway, um, I was an alto, meaning that most of the time my part was the harmony. And there was this one time we're singing and my professor, we're all around the piano and he's just doing it by parts. And he's like, the only person singing is Chelsea. So he made me shut up. So that he could hear the other people. And then he made people sing it individually. And also if you knew my chorus teacher. He was like not a serious man. So like this was just like. It was just absolute buffoonery. Then people were just like really not doing their shit. Because usually like half the time we didn't even do anything. He was like. I'm going to go be in my office and you guys can basically just sit around and chat like that was most of the time. So like the few times that we did, you know, sing, it's like you should actually do what you're supposed to because we don't even do this that often. But so he made people sing individually and there's this one girl who everybody knew was a bad singer. And so she starts to sing and then she is like doing that like self-conscious like touching her throat and he like lowered his glasses (laughs) and he was like, honey, it's not your throat. It's you. <gasps>
2: savage.
1: Oh my god. An icon. Uh, yeah.
2: My sister made a that.
1: TikTok where she told that story. It was just so savage. Like, ugh, I'll remember it forever. I wish I had a meme of his face and
0: then that quote. Oh, like, Yes. The, like a, a gif of him easing the glasses down. I he was He time. was a
1: character. One of the best teachers I've ever had. He, he was great. He did lots of other things that you'd also want memes of. Like, he was just...
0: Some people just have a natural presence where they just mm-hmm. attract that meme quality.
1: Like these two characters in this movie. They're very... Excellent example. Can I share some of my favorite exchanges Loved in this movie? Yes, so right up at the top... Oh, first I want to say, I love the reveal of the title card of him, like, dancing across the floor and it's sort of, like, unraveling. The word Mr. Mm-hmm. Right is unraveling behind him. I thought that was... Incredible editing, so kudos to whoever decided to do that. But right after that, we get his first exchange with someone that's hired him, and this is where you get he goes, "Murder's wrong," and she's like, "You're a hitman." He goes, "Nobody's perfect," and then he shoots her, and ugh, incredible, incredible comedy. I also really like he's when he's trying to reason with the guy. They're out on a date. He's trying to reason with the guy. He's like, look, I'm on a date. Can you like not attack me? Because I'm going to kill you. I might get blood on like like, you like that was really great. I also think when they're going to get Anna Kendrick from the mob guys headquarters, the one guy, I think his name is Bruce, who is like kind of the head mobsters, like right hand man comes in doing like. You know a bunch of arm movements and he's like is that taekwondo and he's like karate and then he goes that's not fair and then the guy's like you have a gun what do you mean this is <laughs> like you're literally yeah he's doing karate moves but he's but sam rockwell is pointing a gun at him and it's just ugh, it's masterful there were so many
0: following that scene where the guy accidentally pulls the grenade and then sam rockwell's character's like it's okay I got you. Let's do this together. We'll plug it back in together. <laughs> and then I think he like socks him with the gun and knocks him out or something.
1: Yeah. Because at that point, I think he's trying not to kill people because yeah, he doesn't want to make know, for...
0: Anna Kendra's character mad.
2: Well, at that yeah. point, he like sits him down in a chair because the guy's having a panic attack because he just blew them up with a grenade. And he that's when Steve comes in. He's like, hey, man. Yeah. So your buddy, he's he needs some support. uh. So if you can just take care of him, I'm I'm going to go find my girlfriend. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, again, back to the critics where I
1: just don't agree, is that all of those scenes, I think in a different movie would feel very over the top. But for me, they didn't. They felt like this was an action comedy and they just belonged there. Like, yeah, it's absurd, but it didn't feel like it was trying to be absurd. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just the nature of the scene itself was absurd. So I th- I don't everything know. That's just my feels opinion.
0: so natural. Like yeah. the fact that nobody reacts to anything just feels natural. Like when he drags a body into her apartment, she may as well have like had mud on his shoes. And she's like, you know, we've talked about this. <laughs> I don't know why you keep doing this. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's my bad. You know, <laughs> do you have a bathtub? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll clean up.
2: You know. <laughs> Leave your bodies by the door. We've talked talked about about this. this. Also in the shootout scene at the
1: apartment when they're both hiding behind the thing by the pool and he, he shoots one guy, but then he's trying to like get the others to disperse so he doesn't have to kill anybody else. And he's like, what, what if that guy, like he'll never go home. Like, what if he had a family? What if he had kids? And Anna Kendrick's like, he could have had a cat. And he's like, yeah, he, what if he had a cat? Who's going to feed his
2: cat? And then Anna Kendrick starts tearing up at the thought of this unfed cat. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's a good
0: movie. It's
2: so good. It really is. And I think that, like, I'm having trouble other than, you know, having a consumption riddled braid. I want it noted that I don't actually have TB. I just have a cold. Yeah. But it's more fun to say that I'm perishing from consumption. You Uh, just need, we just have to take you to the sea. (laughs) I just need the sea air. I yeah. need the sea air. Put me apart in a you field, a in a rest. house by myself. Yeah. Exactly. I, I need. Yeah, I need to go to Italy or something mm-hmm. by the sea. But uh I think this movie is almost difficult to discuss, just because it's so. I know it's quirky and it's weird, but it's also just so straightforward, mm-hmm. and it's it's just good. Like I don't have anything that I want to correct. Uh, other than I could use more Steve, but I think that's just a me thing. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was all just really good.
0: Yeah. As as they say on New Girl, no notes. I have no <laughs> notes.
1: I actually do have one note. Oh,
0: she has one note. Okay.
1: I have one note and it really has nothing to do with the story and it doesn't have anything to do with the acting. In the final scene where they're fighting in the rain, it is so clear that it is not raining. You can see water coming in from multiple directions to fill the screen. And that was the one thing that I was like, you couldn't like reframe it so that you and it was only when they did the like above shots. Because when they did the close-up shots, there's just, you know, Sam Rockwell and Hopper together fighting, and it was fine. But when they tried to like do an aerial shot of them fighting, which Other than the rain looked very cool, the rain it was like very clear. (laughs) It was hose water coming in from multiple directions. So that's my one choice.
0: Were they like maybe we do this. low budget? Yeah, it's campy.
1: I don't feel. I mean, it might have had a. It certainly had a lower budget than like let's say uh, I was almost gonna say a Hallmark (laughs) movie. Those are very low budget. No, a Marvel movie certainly had a lower budget than a Marvel movie. Those are multi million, hundred million dollar movies. But it would, I would think, with the the production like houses that were attached, they were certainly not like big ones like Paramount, but Focus Searchlight's pretty big.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got to
0: think about what portion of that is just paying salaries of these huge names being in this movie. Mm,
1: true. That's very true. Fair. But again, I think they could have just cut. I also think it doesn't help that it was sunny that day they were filming this. Yeah. I think if it had been cloudy, it, you probably wouldn't have been able to see where the water was coming mm-hmm. from. But as they say in show business, you know, the show must she go must on. Go. They, they just, they had to do it. Unless we have anything else to say, I, should we ask the three most important questions we ask on this
2: show? What are those?
1: Oh I'm yes, guest. Our, our guest, <laughs> our guest Madison and Emma. I, I I know as my co-host that you know the three questions, but I I I'd really like to to I, tell them to Madison. That's
0: okay. I'm gonna let you do it tonight.
1: Great, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we have three questions that we ask to determine whether or not a movie is in fact a rom com. So number one. Do they date? Are there moments in which we see these characters growing closer together? And I think that it's an obvious yes. They I mean they quite literally go out on dates. They're at walking around a like mini golf place. They have hot dogs together. It's they go out on a date at the bar.
0: Just one long date because it technically probably happens over a couple days.
1: Yeah. yeah. So unless unless you guys have any other no, I think no, no I think rebuttals. it's
2: a pretty instant click. Like that's what they want you to understand is that's like a, a match made in wherever.
0: A classic whirlwind romance.
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay, so great. First one check. Number 2, did we laugh? Which again, I feel like quite obvious. Yes, we did. We've mm-hmm. talked about our enjoyment of the humor in this.
2: I like the humor because it's like all of the jokes that Sam Rockwell participated in were not presented as jokes. They were just him existing. And that made them funnier.
1: Much funnier. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the things I really like about both him and Anna Kendrick is that they allow themselves to enjoy things. There's so many little tiny moments where he's just like, genuinely enthralled by something that's happening it's almost like a child fascination Mm -hmm. like there's a moment where he walks by a tap dancer on the street and he like stops to like tap with him and then like gives him a tip and i think as you get older there are so few times where we like allow ourselves to be silly and i think these are two adults that just don't care and allow themselves to be silly and do whatever they want
0: wow that's really beautiful
1: So, I mean, sure, I obviously don't encourage people to go around actually murdering folks. But other
2: than that, I think.
0: Have fun with your life. Why are you you being so serious?
2: And also, why are you feeling embarrassed by doing something that feels fun? Yeah. Enjoy life. Yeah. All right. So that's two checks.
1: So finally, and this is where a lot of films fail, is love, specifically romantic love, in the driver's seat. Is romantic love what is propelling the plot forward? And I personally think this is kind of a tricky question with this movie because they have quite literally combined an action comedy or an action movie where the action, the plot of the story, is typically moving the story forward with a romantic comedy where you're more focused on a couple. And it's about the will they, won't they, or their particular journey. So I think this is, I kept thinking about this. And I honestly, I feel a little conflicted. So I'm curious to see what the two of you think.
2: I would say that it's adjacent in the same way that Straight Up was adjacent, where it was a very atypical romance. But I also feel like if you took out the romance, there wouldn't be, I mean, it would just be them like hunting him down. And that wouldn't be nearly as good of a movie. I mean, it might be still kind of funny, but the fa- it's the fact that all of this is going on while this romance is going on, and the end result is that they get together through all of it. I mean, think about the date where they're walking through the park and he, like, swings her out to avoid getting shot, you know? I would say that the the fuller point is them coming together. It just happens to be that he's also a mercenary.
0: Put a measure of this, like if you replaced one of the characters, like instead of a romance, it's just like a friendship situation. Cause technically you could do that and I think the movie would still work. Like if it was two girls that were just Yeah, like it could be like a buddy friends, comedy. Like too. a buddy comedy. So technically I guess you could take the love out and it would still work but I think you would still need a relationship dynamic to drive the plot forward.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. So, I don't know, I feel like a here, like a... More yes than no. More yes yeah. than no, but I, yeah. And you know, Madison and I, when we did the episode of Blade, which was a rom-com respawn in which we try to make something that is not a romantic comedy into a romantic comedy, this is the, I think the... What we were rubbing up against is that we kept making just an action comedy with a romance as opposed to romance being the driving force in the movie. But I think if there is a movie that gets as close as you can to being a romantic comedy that is also an action movie, I think it's probably this movie. Yes. Yes. I definitely think the romance is central to the plot. As you were saying, yeah, you could replace it with a friendship, but the relationship is certainly important to the story. Them getting to know each other and bringing her into his world, him seeing something in her that he also has and possesses is certainly important. So I guess we can say that this passes. It passes, but there's an asterisk there. Fair enough. But it passes, so it's it do- a rom-com. Yeah. Woo. I think I saw somebody classify this as an action comedy romance, and I feel like that makes sense, that that romance is kind of like the third category. It's a
2: genre throuple.
0: Mm.
2: Well, Chelsea, would you would you watch this again? Would you recommend that other people watch this? I don't know if this is something you normally do on your show with Emma. But is there is there a way that you like decide if you should watch a movie? How insightful, Madison.
1: There actually is. We have what's called a watchability score that we assign to all of the the films that we watch. Um, oh, it's a, how does it's a... that work? <laughs> It's a one to five scale styled after a walkability score that you might see real estate agents using to let prospective buyers know how close a location is to things like restaurants, movie theaters, libraries. Can you get there by foot kind of a thing? Oh. So number one, you're stranded in the desert. Oh, no. Without water? (laughs) Being such a dick i know i'm like (laughs) you're really trying (laughs) to make me make a an offer to emma Mm -hmm. i think she's done a fabulous job so thank you i agree (laughs) this is what i do every week right yeah (laughs) very practiced very practiced all right so number one you're standing in the desert two backroads barbecue three strip mall in suburbia Four is four blocks from a transit stop. And five, the best coffee in town is right downstairs. And they have dairy alternatives at no additional cost.
2: That's so nice and thoughtful for people who are lactose intolerant. Wow. So,
1: uh, Madison, as our guest, would you like to score this first?
2: Sure. I think I would put this. Keeping in mind that if it's being geared towards a traditional rom-com audience, I would probably put it at a four. Yeah. Is that your watchability
1: score for it?
2: I would probably put it closer to like a four point two five. Very specific. Yeah. All uh,
1: right, Emma, what are you? What are
2: you going to give to this?
0: Oh, you know I'm a five.
1: Easy
2: yeah. five. I don't know, Emma. You look like a ten to me.
0: Oh wow.
2: see what i did there you can't
0: see everything going on in here but we all look (laughs) great tonight
2: oh i look fabulous (laughs) yep you've got that nice consumption glow about you (laughs) exactly the swollen face from the congestion and my hair sticking to my head from having absolutely nothing done to it you've never looked better (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) very warm light in your room which is nice yeah
2: it's true there is good lighting in here so
1: Emma I'm with you I this gets a five I think this movie is a fun time and I I would definitely recommend it to to other people I tried like I said earlier I tried to have my sister watch it I thought she could get over her hatred of Anna Kendrick she could not but if you do not have that problem I think you'll think this movie is
2: a is a fun time and I think this movie is a great movie for people who don't normally enjoy rom-coms because it's just way more accessible to an audience who would not be inclined to want to watch a rom-com again it's great for dads
0: it's not gushy at all
2: not a bit there's no great for dads
0: unnecessary drama you know they don't break up and then for a stupid reason and then get back together at the end i mean they break up for about 27 seconds but other than that
1: Honestly, they have a kind of Bonnie and Clyde Mm -hmm. quality to them in that they might be doing terrible things, but they seem to really care about each other. And for the record, I don't know anything about the actual Bonnie and Clyde, so that could have been a a, wholly abusive relationship. But what I mean is, yeah, yeah. but what I mean by that is we kind of hold them up as like the pinnacle outlaw couple. So Mm -hmm. like that being said, I think they're a very healthy example of like, yeah, sure, they're doing Terrible things, but they are very kind to each other. Yeah. I think they're modeling a pretty healthy relationship.
0: Yeah, they have a healthy dynamic. You know, it's hard to find people you like, you know, genuinely like. So, yeah. Kudos.
2: Do you guys have a favorite outlaw?
0: Who was that lady that was really good with guns?
2: Annie Oakley. Annie
0: Oakley. Was she an outlaw?
2: She had outlaw vibes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. She was pretty cool.
2: I think mine is Rattlesnake Kate. She's sort of like Annie Oakley, but uh, she was moving out west with her son. I think her husband had died. She may have poisoned him. I don't know. Why not? But That's a good anyway, way to uh,
0: kill your
2: husband is poison. Honestly. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to note, we're not sponsored by uh, husband murdering. Or poison. Or poison, uh, the band or the product, yeah. but no, she came across like a little pond that she was gonna chill at with her horse and her son who was like three at the time. And you, you did say horse, yes?
0: and
2: her horse and her son,
1: like <laughs> giddy up, horse. Yes, yeah, no, horse. I keep hearing whores.
2: Yeah. <laughs> horse. How many horses <laughs> Uh like she just, just has one a harem. Harem. horse. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Uh but no, so they like stopped to rest there for a second and it turns out that she accidentally came upon a rattlesnake den. A den? A den. Of rattlesnakes and she started shooting. Them. She was a really sharp shooter. Mm-hmm. And so she started shooting them. And then when she ran out of bullets, she picked up a sign. That was like a, a sign post out of the ground and proceeded to beat the rest of them to death, saving her her son and her horse and herself. None of them got bitten. And then she gathered all the rattlesnakes up and made a dress out of their skin. No, she didn't. She did, and there is actually a whole like folk opera about this, uh, like a whole album by Neela Pekarik. She used to be the cellist for the Lumineers. Uh, she went on and did this solo act, and it's an album called Rattlesnake, and it's actually pretty fucking good. Did you? Say and it tells Rattlesnake the whole story.
0: Annie, what is her name again?
2: Rattlesnake Kate.
0: I'm
1: gonna. I was going to say kissing Kate Barlow, um, which is a fictional, you know, that's from Holes. That's acceptable. She she kissed her victims. But real world, not necessarily Old West outlaw that you'd be thinking of, but I think uh, Marsha P. Johnson. You know what? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Marsha P.
0: Why does she sound familiar?
1: She's the black trans woman that started
2: Stonewall.
0: Ah, yeah, 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 yep.
2: yeah, yeah. Yep. yep and there's a really beautiful song called i think it's called Marsha. let me you know what let me look this up because listeners might actually like this song it's this just beautiful song that this person wrote basically being like uh like thanking her for yeah sammy copley uh wrote a song called marcia about marcia p johnson and it's gorgeous highly recommend listening to it basically saying that uh thank you for your actions because your actions then have helped me be out and open with myself and my love and other people's selves and love because of her so yeah now y'all have a lot of musical recommendations and you can look up rattlesnake kate and reread holes
0: plus all the movie recommendations we've given yeah so you got a busy weekend ahead of you
2: Oh my god! I know. Well,
1: Madison, thank you so much for joining us on this.
2: To have Honestly, we loved having you. It was great. I don't know if I would come back. That's fair. Uh, just because I I feel like I can't really measure up with your energy and expertise. Uh, Plus, especially you might be dead. You know, I might be dead. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, if you want to come to my wake you have to dress as a victorian ghost and also bring a bottle of tequila because it's going to be a roast and roast i'm going to be cremated mm-hmm. and then my ashes At are going wake. i think we well no before the cremation oh we could do that yeah. we could do that but my plan was i was going to be cremated and then at my wake, I was going to have a roast where everyone sits around a bonfire and shit talks me mm-hmm. for hours while drinking shots of uh, tequila. Or Chelsea, you can have a tequila alternative because I know you don't like tequila. Uh, and then, so yeah, so I get roasted and then I get roasted. You get it? Literally.
1: So like, can I just give an example of how this might work? So like... <laughs> Um, I think that would be helpful
0: for me at least. Yeah, I just want yeah. to make
1: sure I have the right thing. You know, I don't want to, you know, dishonor your memory inappropriately. Of course. Um, you know, Madison was great unless you wanted her to be on time somewhere. And then, oh,
0: yeah, Madison was great unless you asked her to make you a sandwich.
1: And she cut it right down the middle yeah. like a fucking
2: villain. Yeah.
0: And then you had to go hungry.
2: <laughs> See, you started off on the wrong foot by calling me great. You should just launch into the other yes. stuff. Uh, but that the rest I thought of a was roast perfect. was like when you like switcheroo. No, like comedians,
1: it's like, comedians, it's like
2: you start and then the the joke is that it's the opposite. Oh, you could do that. You could do that that format. I just didn't want you to have to like deal with the pleasantries if you didn't have to.
1: Oh, okay. So I can just be like. Madison was never on time a day in her life. Remember, and you want to know what?
2: So she can't <laughs> hear you. And she was late to her own fucking wake. Yeah.
0: You could always do a like a, a classic. What are those people from Parks and Rec? The Twins?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Mona Lisa. Oh, and John and uh,
0: Fake your yeah. death, attend your own
2: wake. Don't be suspicious. Don't Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't 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 be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious.
1: Okay, wait. Someone, someone told me recently that that's that that like has been. It's all over the internet. That like clip, but apparently it wasn't in the actual episode. It was like during the credits, or like it was an outtake or a blooper. But it, this feels like a Mandela effect, because I definitely thought it was just in the show.
0: I just never watched bloopers, and I definitely have seen that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Well, I guess I have to rewatch all, all of Parks and, Parks and Rec, Rec now. Yeah. Oh, the burden. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. You can skip the first two seasons. Absolutely. Fine. Start in three. I always do. I don't think I've ever seen the first two Not seasons. Not worth watching. Although I've been told I have big nope energy. I could, mm, I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BKE. Mm-hmm. Except she'd be on time to shit. She, look, I actually, it's so funny because I, uh, t- I was supposed to meet up with my godmother today. And I did. But I told her, and it, it wasn't time specific. I also want to stress this. But I told her that I'd see her around, like, 5 and then i texted her as she lives like 45 minutes away i texted her at 4 45 and i was like hey i'm leaving i'm working on mst today and mst is madison standard time Mm. i also thought about maybe just like cremating my lower half and uh having like an open casket like normal uh, where you would only see the upper half anyway, but then like halfway through, when um, everything is getting ready, uh, like all the people are really sad, and then there's about to be a song, all the people in the front row, it'll be like you know, like a splash zone, and it'll just pop open like a confetti can, and it'll just be like boom legs.
0: I just am like, how would you go about cremating half? Of, like, would they just amputate you? At your hips? Yeah. Okay, Like a like a meat sit, just, just run it through the cleaver?
2: I think it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be easier to freeze me first. You know how it's easier to, like, slice beef if you freeze it first? I feel like if you just freeze me and then cut that, you know, like, bandage that up so it doesn't get gross or, like, just pull everything out. I mean, fuck. Just I mean, treat it like a, like a tummy tuck at that frozen, point. It's so it should and, stay. Yeah. If it's frozen hard enough. Well, I don't know if I'd stay frozen through the service. That would be the issue. No, it would
1: start to leak at a certain point. Yeah, so they would have to like bind that part up. mm -hmm. No, 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 because they would they would embalm you probably. Oh that's true. So like
2: all of the fluids would be
0: and then freeze and then cut and then defrost. Well I
2: feel like I feel like you could cut and then embalm if that's a a, if that's Get available old. that way, you don't waste any of the embalming fluid. You know? Are you an organ donor? So we'll save save you a buck on your. I am an organ donor. Okay, so I
0: they're going to get all the good stuff out anyway.
1: Exactly. Are you? Are you? I'm also an organ donor. Are you an
2: organ donor? I
0: don't know actually. And my wallet's okay. not in here, so I can't check my license. <laughs> Probably.
2: Breaking news: Emma hates giving organs yeah. to dying people yeah. after she doesn't need them.
0: Yeah, that seems like a given. Like if I don't need it anymore, you can have it. I know. I like,
2: why take it with you? Just if you yeah. want a liver, have mine. Yeah, well, I don't. Know I mean, I probably got some liver. good
0: ones. I, don't, you know, I don't do anything bad to myself, so I probably got some pretty. Top-notch organs. Liver,
2: I hardly
1: know her. (laughs) But God, Chelsea. (laughs) Wow. That's really not a funny one, but I just kept thinking it over and over again, so I just had to say it out loud. I think it was worth it.
2: Great, I'm so. (laughs) Oh, I know. Well, it's funny that you say that because I did a 5K with Nicole and my mom. Nicole will be featured later in the season, but it was like a St. Patty's Day themed 5K uh, at the very very start of March. And someone said like, basically like, shut up, liver, or like, you know, fuck you, liver. I'm gonna daydream or whatever, you know, like your liver deserves to be punished that sort of vibe of shirt and she goes you know i used to find those funny but then i knew someone who went through liver failure and it's just not funny anymore and i'm bummed because i wanted it to be funny and i'm like that's i love that
0: yeah
2: so liver failure isn't funny guys except it should be but it's not
0: you can lose like half your liver and still be fine right yeah. It's not, it's like the liver's like
1: the only, yeah, it's like the only organ that regenerates. Yeah.
0: Did you know that when you take pain medication, it just sends all the pain to your liver because your liver doesn't have pain receptors? So your liver is in like excruciating pain.
2: Also, but, if you yeah. take too much of it, you can give yourself uh, liver, like cirrhosis yeah. of the liver if you take like too much Tylenol. Because your
0: liver is flipping out every time you take pain medication. You that, just don't
1: know. I, I look. I'm willing to believe you, but also that sounds so fake. I don't know. My <laughs> mom
0: told me, and I don't know what her sources are. I'm gonna
1: Google this
2: later. It,
0: for the best, probably. Emma's my, mom, my mom
2: is a doctor my, of medicine. My
0: mom is also a conspiracy theorist. To be fair, so
1: <laughs> the the fun kind, or like the
2: is there a fun dangerous <laughs> kind. Yeah, like the Bigfoot, Bigfoot people are fun. No, oh, yeah. okay, I get it.
0: No, not that fun kind. No. Okay. Like she believes in chemtrails and stuff like that.
2: How is, what are her feelings on 5G?
0: Oh, she thinks it's very dangerous.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is she okay? For the most Tell her part. to watch Ancient Aliens instead. I know that it has a lot of icky parts that veer away towards uh, eugenics at some points. Mm. But I feel like that's a safer option for conspiracy theories. Yeah.
0: You're right. Just start with Ancient Bigfoot Aliens. It's a fun conspiracy theory. He's a fun guy. I like to think about him, you know?
2: Mothman's my guy. But...
0: Mothman? Yeah. I love the Mothman. Going to Mount Pleasant, yeah. West Virginia is on my bucket list because of the Mothman. Me
2: too! Yeah, Let's go
0: together!
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Field trip. Fun fact about Mothman. When I worked at Barnes & Noble, one of my co-workers was looking for a Mothman present for their friend. And uh, they found like a erotic Mothman novel. <laughs> and I, I want to say it was called like
2: Mounting Mothman or something oh, like oh. that.
0: I need to find this.
2: Um. Okay, listeners, if you are aware of Mothman erotica, please write in and tell us. Slide into our oh DMs.
0: God. Mounting the Mothman.
2: Now they have a book recommendation too.
1: Oh my wow, gosh. we really we we were just gonna keep talking until we had given them all types of media for their. Yeah. I wish
0: that we could have a visual element because then I could share the book cover.
1: Oh, um, we will post mounting it.
0: Mounting the Mothman, which is just a blonde woman in a bathing suit, caressing a horrific creature. And it's just... its <laughs> Have awesome.
2: no fear, Emma. We will be posting a picture of that cover on our social media post I, for this episode.
0: I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and...
2: I think we should all buy it. That should be our next book club book.
0: And also, yes. it's from the Alien 6 Chronicles, which means it's a series.
2: Oh, fuck.
0: So, I I bet it's different. It's probably a different mythical creature for every book. But, oh my gosh. Can I just read a couple of these real quick? Um, Please. Ravaged by the reptilian. No. 50 slaves of greys. Boffing Stop. Bigfoot. Oh. Tall, white, and hung. Those are just the first.
2: Stop! Ones oh my god! Wow,
0: wow. beautiful. I... I. I think we're all speechless.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I just can't stop staring.
0: It's a lot to take in. I think they built that cover art on. Whatever the Microsoft equivalent is of like a really cheap Canva service and stock images.
2: Well, you know what? Uh if listeners want us to have a bonus episode where we read and discuss yeah. mounting the mothman, yeah. I will buy all of us copies. I would,
0: yeah. I think it's like five ninety nine. I can take that. It's
2: well, it's six ninety nine for a paperback or it's free through Kindle Unlimited, which I have. So I could just give you okay, guys my actually, Kindle login. It's
0: free, so
2: yeah, it's free. So, uh, yeah, uh, seriously, I, I swear to God, I do want someone to write in, slide into our DMs, and tell us that you want us to cover Mounting the Mothman by Ann L. Probe. Ann L. Probe. Okay? That's really that's a joke. I
0: hope that that is not her real
2: name. No, I, well, I don't think anyone should be named Annal Probe. But, uh... <laughs> but yes so please write into to us uh love <laughs> that would be a great drag name oh my god it would be or a really good porn name if that's your mm-hmm. if that's your tea you know madison this is like
1: <laughs> this is, <so laughs> this is like the third time you've mentioned porn in an episode. <laughs> is it? Oh my God, that makes me sound. This, at this oh point, God. it will only be the second mention of porn, but we already recorded a bonus
2: episode in which you brought up porn. It's invasive. It's the most prolific thing on the internet, Chelsea. <laughs> but no. The internet is for porn. If Avenue Q taught me anything, it's that. Oh, uh, well, correct. But I also just feel like while and it's a good drag a name. name <laughs> Yeah, check that one out. But <laughs> I do agree that's a good drag name, but you can't say that's not a great fucking porn star name either. And mm-hmm. L Probe. I know. So uh, you can either email us at loveitforscreening at gmail.com if you want us to read this as a bonus episode, or you can find us on Instagram uh, also at loveitforscreening. So... Please, for the love of God. Where
1: every week following the most recent episode, we have a lovely poll such as, which unhinged celebrity cameo do you want in the next comedy? Is it Pedro Pascal? Is it Cameron Esposito? Is it Drew Barrymore? Or is it Chris Pine? And this was one of the more divided polls that we had, but Pedro Pascal and Drew Barrymore tied it was really hard
2: to choose.
1: I think those were great options.
2: To be clear, they were. Well, Emma, Chelsea, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Really, it was it was our
1: pleasure. Madison, thank you for joining us. Anytime. I hope you'll invite me back for
2: the Mothman bonus episode.
1: We'll seriously consider it. Thank you. In all seriousness, Emma, thank you for thank you for coming back. You are our first repeat guest, Am I? and our inaugural guest
2: host.
0: That's it's also true. true. I that's two awards for me. So thank you.
2: <laughs> we will be sending you the plaques in the mail. We hope that mahogany oh, yeah. is an okay color. Yeah,
0: that's okay. I can, as long mm-hmm. as it's real wood. Oh, it is. Oh, of course. Then no. I, I I cut it
2: down myself. Oh,
0: good. Okay, I would have preferred yeah. a magnolia, but.
2: You would have preferred? Yeah,
0: but that's okay.
2: (laughs) You would have. You would, would. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm like, come on, Emma. Well, I also didn't, I didn't catch on to Ann L Probe until Madison said something. And I was like, wow, Emma, that's right in front of your face. And you just passed
1: right by it. Wow.
2: I love it. Madison. Yes.
1: What will we be watching next time?
2: That's a really good question, Chelsea. I guess we should tell them that next time around, we will be watching insert drum roll here. Midnight in Paris. Yeah. We'll be watching midnight in Paris. Uh, it features Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson. And we just hope that it'll have you saying, wow. And I suppose this is as good as time as any, because
1: this next episode will actually be the final regular episode of season two. So So I just want to take a moment to tell the listeners a little bit about what is in store for them. Um, We're going to take the summer off, but have no fear. We've got three exciting bonus episodes coming your way in the interim. Uh, and then we'll be back with season three in August. So those episodes, as we've alluded to in this episode, one of which will be a episode all about sex, featuring our sex expert Nicole. Another one will be, of course, fan favorite rom com respawn, in which we'll be watching the 2009 film Jennifer's Body. Woo! And finally, we will be watching a highly requested and possible rom-com that we discussed all the way back in season one and someone wrote in for our retrospective episode to request. That is 2007 Stardust. So that'll be fun. We're going to have a good time watching that movie. Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert De Niro, Claire Danes. I can't think of the main character, that actor. He was Matt Murdock in Daredevil. (laughs)
2: It doesn't matter because you had me at Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I mean,
1: Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, and Robert De Niro were definitely hard hitting, you know, big names in, in that movie.
2: Very true. Claire Danes
1: at that point, definitely people knew. But the, the other guy whose name is escaping me at the moment, I think that was more at the beginning of his uh, career.
2: He's definitely he more was, famous now. He was so hot and She-Hulk. Oh, my God. He was delicious.
0: Uh, if it's the guy in Daredevil, he's hot in that too.
2: Yeah. Well, I he just plays. Don't remember him? He plays that character in She-Hulk. So. Oh.
1: Yeah. I just yeah. don't remember his name. Yeah. But someone will write in and tell us. We'll yeah. have it by the time we get to that episode. So you know it's fine. Yeah.
2: We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're but ready. next week,
1: Midnight in Paris, from I think 2013. I'm interested to see what Owen Wilson in a romantic lead looks like. Ra- Rachel McAdams makes sense to me, but I'm definitely skeptical. Well, your dad might like it because it has time travel. Mm. Really? Rachel yes. McAdams, has she been typecast She's- as a time travel person? Mm-hmm. That's three. Does she only take projects that are about time travel? If four? she can help it.
0: Because about, four. about time.
1: Mm-hmm. The Time time Traveler's traveler's Wife,
0: Midnight in Paris.
1: What's the fourth one?
0: Notebook isn't time travel. They just go back and forth with timeline. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have only improved upon the movie. It's trash. (laughs) Uh,
1: Alright, well, Emma, again, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Madison, you'll be back next week and hopefully not plague-ridden. But (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) TBD.
0: a lot of word of wordplay tonight
1: once again we are love it for screening we're here every wednesday talking about all of the rom-coms you love love to hate and everything in between so until next time